Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robots Radio presents You're listening to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast The best way for everyone from experienced dungeon masters To those curious about D&D To learn more about the worlds, creatures, and lore of Dungeons and Dragons Hello and welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. My name is Sergio. And I am Mary. And this week is the world famous, the multiverse famous patron roundtable. We are joined by Darkwing and Coffee, two of our loyal patrons to discuss. We are, we're talking monsters. We are, Mm -hmm. we are ranking monsters, the monsters we love, the monsters we hate, the monsters we love to hate and hate to love. All manner. We there's. We're just talking about different monsters. Why we love them. Why we mm-hmm. hate them. If, if they're just cool, you know. There, I, I definitely have one list that's just like these monsters are freaking awesome. They they look great. They're like they're, their lore is awesome, and mm-hmm. so I'm not going to apologize. That's I, those are those are why I picked them. That is the best reason. There's nothing wrong with that either. No, oh. I mean right. Like it's. I mean, they say the rule of cool applies in D and D. More often than not, I think that also applies to like you know the monsters that you should that you can love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mind flayers. I love them because of how disgusting oh. they are. That's how I feel about beholders. They have a they're very special, special place in my heart. I want you to know they were so close to making my list. Beholders on on a couple of different times, I just I had to kick them off. I, I thought about it. Choices. But I wanted to go outside of like, like the stereotypical, the things that are always associated with D and D. So I kind of wanted to pick for some from some different places for that. For sure, yeah. Like again, same here. I considered beholders, but you know they're they're iconic. So I, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to deviate from from the well beaten path for sure. Although mm-hmm. I say that, but I picked Terrisk. Spoiler alert: one of mine <gasps> is the Terrisk. Wow. <laughs> I say, like, I want to be cool and not pick the typical ones. But Let's go with Tarisk. <laughs> like... It is Tarask. It is Tarask. It is Tarask. If, I mean, <laughs> tomato, tomato. I mean, it's going to kill you regardless. Who the hell says tomato? Uh, I just did. Okay, fair. <laughs> That's fair. You win, sir. Uh, it was me. <laughs> Well, Darkwing, let's go ahead and uh, get us started. What, give us some of the monsters uh, that are on some, some of your lists. All right. Excellent. So uh, first of all, I love all monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, my DM, which bled into my DM in skills, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little cruel. Things are tough. 
And I just, I'm just, I'm just hard on players sometimes. So I, I'm a big fan of monsters. Like the monster manual is one of my favorite books, just the things. And then the bad guys and novels. So when I started with my favorites, uh, they're all absolutely just personal uh, favorites, mostly from novel and lore. Uh, I started with Artemis and Trary, which uh, he's, He's from the Drist uh, series. He's been in the book since the second. He is the bad guy version of Drizdor. And he's just, he turns into an amazing anti-hero, but he's still a villain. And if you want to use him in gameplay, he's so worldly traveled and gets into so many adventures and ends up, you know, he, he was a good character, so... Salvatore just kept figuring out ways to extend his life so he's got a bunch of cool items and just you know can be plopped in pretty much anywhere uh, and that, that's really where I came with him is uh, it, the strife he goes through through the whole series uh, <laughs> the doubts the just complete mental breakdown this guy has if you're into that sort of thing in your novels um, it hits close to home, and I liked it very, very much. Uh, my second, I went with well, before you before you jump too far ahead. Uh, going back to Artemis, uh, you said that you know it's a he it was such a good character that Salvatore just continued to find ways to to incorporate him into the story. I mean, it sounds like a lot like Dritt's own like origins. You know, he was oh. meant to be sort of yeah. like the supporting character in the Icewind Dale trilogy. And there's like, man, this is like a really fun character that's got like a really fun like backstory. Let's let's go with that. Sorry, Wolfgar. Okay. See you around. Yeah, that poor guy. Poor Wolfgar. Next Conan. Just missed it by that much. Oh, I mean, and it's one of those kind of like um for those of you who are uh, sports fans and and you know, like you know, like Scotty Pippen is one of the best players, you know, in the NBA in NBA history, but he was also playing on a team with Michael Jordan. So it's like, man, that stinks. That went way over everyone's heads. Let's move on. No, uh, no, 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 I'm in. I'm in. I, I, I agree with you entirely. Just you could hear the crickets. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting uh, analogy. Wolfgar and Scotty Pippen. I definitely have never taken it there. Wolfgar now is a Scotty never Pippen of D and D novels. That's a shirt. Oh, that's a shirt. That? <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, so my second, I guess, uh, that I wanted to run with uh, has been discussed before. Uh, it's Zastam. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this lich. Above all other liches. Above all other liches. He's my favorite lich. He's my favorite lich. That's my bottom lich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so uh, this, is, this is a wacky one today. I love uh, it so he, much. He is by far the most entertaining. Because uh, he, it, I've read all the novels of the Brotherhood of the Griffin, and his personality you just want to love him you want to he's 
so charismatic and he's so fucking evil uh <laughs> uh in, in okay so in that that's really just my own personal i love this guy uh if i wanted to use him in a game uh he just has he has a whole country he rules Thay. he's got all the wizards like it just he's so easy <clears throat> oh, excuse me so easy to just write a story around that uh <clears throat> I kind of he's he's part of the ideas that I was I was talking with uh, Gucci about this <clears throat> mm-hmm. that I w- want to bring Strahd through the garbage can mm-hmm. uh, of holding, but and get him out into Faerun, and then <laughs> you know maybe take over uh, Callumport or you know I didn't get to this point get to Thay team up with Zastam. Now you've just got this apocalyptic, uh, uh, excuse me, a D and D game, but uh, he he just becomes such a good character, Zastam, that and he's almost impossible to kill. So you can just completely nineteen eighties him. I'll see you next time. Uh, <laughs> like so, very very cobra commander in the gi joe's cartoon oh he is absolutely the cobra commander of the D world i like it. he is i have never seen him not come back and he just pops in in the weirdest stories you're just like oh hey well, i didn't expect you buddy uh <laughs> and third is it's so well, again really quickly to jump in for those of you oh, no, interested please. in some more zaztam the bonus episode for this month will be on that character. So if you're interested in hearing that, sign up at patreon.com slash D Lorecast. Yes. King of the segues. There you go. Oh man. Excellent. Yeah. And okay. So number three is it's it's so generic, it hurts, which is why I went first. Um uh Strahd is just he's he's always in my top five and He's he's right up there with Zastam. The personality he's got a whole world around him. He is and he's so flexible. You can do so much with him, Uh Uh, and he's so powerful. So you can just he can always just be there in the shadows, running all the other bad stuff that's going on to Mm -hmm. your party. Uh, and I, in the stories that have been written about him are awesome. And he's got connections to Dragonlance. He's got, you can make connections to Faerun super easy uh, if you want to get outside of Barovia because it is never sunny in Barovia. Um, mm. uh, and there's not much to say about Strahd. Most people know about him. He's, he's the, he is the, Dracula of D and D, and we all love him for it. It's true. Uh, he um actually did occur to me to be on my list, but he did not make it. <clears throat> oh well, he made mine, so he he's made one at least today. And I've made an enemy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got. That's that's all my favorites. Now I went through uh with the the class assignment. We got to this right. point where it was the ones we did not want, did not like. I went ahead and I just figured out one from the player point of view. Uh, then I got one from just a completely aesthetic point of view, which mm-hmm. is where I'll start. And then 
I've got the DM's worst choice and not yeah. likable. So the aesthetic, I went with the cockatrice because it is hands down the ugliest, most foul D&D character. <laughs> That's a bad guy. Yeah, I'm glad you like that. Uh, I, I don't like him on top of the fact I own chickens. I own chickens. So it's just creepy to look at any drawings of the cockatrice and then go out and feed my chickens. <laughs> that is fair. Like they're mm. just, you know, a few shifted chromosomes away. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. And I will become a professional cockatrice hunter if they show up. I just, they're done. Gotta get rid of them. <laughs> ah, ah. But, you know, and they're, you know, they're such a low level to play in a game that I typically start guys out higher level than that, just so we can like just jump in and yeah. really have a good time. So I don't see them that often. So there's that also. Um, now my player's point of view, this is just all from personal experience. Mostly uh, mind flares. I fucking hate them. <laughs> I like, love them you, so much. I so hate you, them so much when I'm player. Hate, when I'm a player, so like they I was show gonna say, up. Okay, so you you hate that you hate to fight them. Yeah, and it's because as yeah, I could. See I mean, that. ask yourself this very important question: How many parties have you been in? Whereas, like, yeah, psionics, no problem. We got that covered. It doesn't happen. <laughs> a mind flare shows up, and you're all just like, well, shit. Um, yeah, you're like just pouring so, over your character sheet, like, all right, what can I do? What can I do? Oh, I can't do anything. Anything. Shall we go to jail then? All right, perfect. I, I have to contest that though. That was my favorite thing that I've fought as a player. But I have a murderous little gnome paladin that can do an mm. obscene amount of damage per turn. Ah, uh, well, yeah, I've. And never she been also doesn't to- have enough brain power to realize that's probably a bad idea to rush in real close so and and what is that what is the name of this gnome paladin one more time uh, my my gnome her name is gnome shahortstake that's okay really (laughs) you didn't know that i did not know that yeah i love her that is amazing may is so dumb I have like no perception and it's fine because I, as a human am easily distracted. So she's the easiest character to be. Cause I didn't have to pay attention cause she didn't realize anything was happening. So uh, you and you and one of the players I have, that's every player he's ever played. <laughs> I I've every time I've ever played with that man, that's the character. I didn't see shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. You two. <laughs> would get along fantastically. Oh, I'm all for it. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> that sounds like oh, a world destroyer. It. Oh no. Oh, she speaking might. of we'll world see. destroyers, though, <laughs> I so it comes to my DMs. Worst, hate this monster. If I'm running a game, if mm-hmm. I pull out the Tarask, it means I have been overrun by murder hobos. You're trying to, and set they an will not listen. They will not calm down. Now I have to release a natural disaster on two legs into a world I've spent most likely months working on. And now everything's got to change. Sort of one that, of those in case oh, of emergency break glass. I, monsters. Yes, I, they are. That's why I have a terrestrial. 
And I, I, and I put this in my notes here. Natural disaster on two legs. I need that as a shirt. That's so challenge so far, we have two new shirt 30. ideas. That's challenge amazing. rating 30. Beautiful. So that's, and because we like to make lists that are too long for the show and then yes. have to break them down quickly, uh, coming in second place for my player POV was the doppelganger because they can just screw the whole world up and I've always backstabbed the wrong person. Uh, that is all I have for this list today. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and I do appreciate all the feedback. And one of the campaigns that I'm in, uh, my DM pulled me aside and was like, hey, um, you're going to get captured by the group of doppelgangers that are sort of like, you know, pulling the strings in the city. Um, and so you're good. You're so, you know, keep up your cover, but you know, you can sort of, you know, act slightly differently if you need to. And which I did. And it went on since we're only, um, we only play twice a week or twice a month. I'm sorry. Twice a week would be heaven. Twice oh my gosh. Only, twice, only a week. twice a week. Can yeah. I, can right? I play with you guys? We play twice awesome. a month. And then obviously if, <laughs> if, you know, if scheduling, uh, conflicts occur then like it might be once a month but yeah. it went on for quite a while until and then finally it was you know they they find the real razzmatazz tied up that's my character's name razzmatazz you're uh, gonna make fun of me for gnome yes oh all right carry on i heard it i heard it <laughs> so you know they're like what you know they're going oh the doppelgangers and they're like and this whole time they're thinking like what is going on with razzy why is he acting like such an asshole like you know what is his deal why is he stealing from us why you and so uh and then they tell you they figured out like oh it's been a doppelganger like for how long like oh since like this point in time and they're like that was months ago and i'm like yeah it has and almost to the point there's another character my my fellow leather boy xyla lore uh he was he was hurt. He was hurt for quite a while. Like he, st- the, 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 the trust, the broken trust, the trust issues were there for sure. And so it was some fun role playing, absolutely. So um, I'm gonna. Have to say I love doppelgangers because it can definitely lead to some fun role playing opportunities. Yeah, that man. I just mentioned doppelganger. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe so, I should have made them first. Damn. <sighs> anyway, I don't know. I like them. <laughs> All right, Mary. What do you got for us? Oh, gosh. I had at one point, while trying to narrow this down, 35 tabs open with one on each page. And you, so in Chrome. you hate tabs. You, I uh, do. This is a, oh. it's a known thing. I clear everything and close everything when I shut down because I can't stand tabs and I can't stand notifications. They drive me crazy. My brain doesn't like it. I, once, I hate notifications, uh, but I love tabs. Yeah, I, I can have a hundred open, just back and forth. I don't know why you hate me, but okay. I once I don't hate you. Screen with Mary, and she was like, "No, no, no, take it off. No, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see this horror." I I appreciate our differences. <laughs> okay, I, I suppose I could do that too. So <laughs> I had a Strength hard time picking. Um, but. I guess I'll start with a couple of them are actually kind of similar in appearance. So I really, really, really liked the Fractine, which was, I think, Spelljammer is where it came from. I I would say don't quote me, but we're being recorded. So that's going to happen. So it's a two-dimensional creature 
that flies through wild space in the astral sea, folding itself and refolding itself like origami. When it runs into another creature, it unfolds and looks like a mirror, nine to 13 foot tall mirror. And I just, this is just the strangest little, I pictured origami swans, which is why it, I kind of went ahead and chose it because that's such a strange thought. This giant thing just unfolds poof in front of you. Um, I think it would be fun to, all of these, I think it would be fun to be as a DM. But he was he was the guy that I was kind of bouncing back and forth about putting in there. Um, I just, I think they're very strange and it can imprison other creatures into demiplanes and stuff like that. And of course, I always want to, cut the player's legs out from under them in a battle so i went with him the second guy i went with is the one that i chose based on making wordplay um but also because he's horrifying which is gonna be a consistent theme that I like all the creepy i was gonna say that scratches two of your itches for sure it does <laughs> puns it and was... puns and horrifying yeah i had no choice um the remoras and of course, I began singing about, you know, that's Ramorez is where I went with that. But so it's a it's a monster found in like colder, colder climates up in the mountains and, you know, up at the end of Faerun, like in the Icewind Dale region, like up in those kinds of things. Um, he looks like an insect with these huge spined wings coming off of him. It is just disgusting and beautiful if you haven't looked at it you definitely should but like, like oh centipede... i am right now just give, give me mere moments i hope you can hear the book flipping through here as i try to okay so this. like centipede type <laughs> legs kind of an insectoid type body long like antenna coming off of his face and sharp teeth and just ah, like, yes. spines coming down his back and puts off an unreasonable amount of heat and that's how it travels through, you know. Like it's um, like its wings are sort of like think of like a cobra's cobra. Sort of. Yes, yes, it's a very terrifying thing. Okay, and so I... now now that you said you 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 like this, you were singing <laughs> that's for Moraz. You've got a you had to have made at least one chord or at least one verse. Um, it was just a few lines that got me. It's because you know when you're trapped. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. When you're trapped in the ice. The heat starts to feel nice. That's from Moraz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a shirt. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I knew because as soon as you said, oh, I started singing it. Oh, that's from Moraz. I'm like, Mary is enough. Like her brain works as in, enough <laughs> like mine that she has had at least at least a couplet. Maybe uh, even yep. a, maybe even a few, mm -hmm, but at mm -hmm. least one couplet. So yeah, I'm glad that I was I was right. You were, and, and that we were able to hear it, and it was right. as exactly everything I hoped said. it would be. <laughs> it was beautiful. I'm so very glad. Beautiful. Um, see, my next again, it's mostly aesthetic because they're all mm -hmm. horrifying and terrible. Um, would have to be the tomb tapper which I looked at because of his name being kind of strange. But these um, are like faceless, monstrous things that stand like 15, 21 foot tall, lust for magic. It can sense through, like through ground, through these things to find it seeks magical things seeks magic um 
burrowing into the depths of, you know, plundering tombs and temples and caves looking for magic items and things like that. <clears throat> but what horrified me was the way that it looks. It's it's god awful. It's and an abomination <laughs> for sure. And the that image is, that of is this horrible. being general sized anything and this massive what's it <laughs> approaching you with these multiple rows of teeth in its belly is horrifying. It just, you know, that, and it has a massive sledgehammer with it. So it's just one of those, you know what? I don't, I don't think I want to run into this, but I think my players might have to. It senses magic within 30 feet of it. The it's... only thing that can be a barrier to it is a thin sheet of lead. It's absolutely terrible. And I think what makes it more terrible as I'm looking at the the drawing of it. <laughs> um, so like you said, it's got this giant, like multi, like, like multiple layers of like multiple landable this... mandible, right? Uh -huh. Like so, uh, mouth where its belly should be. And I just can't help but look at look at its nipples as the eyes. <laughs> I know it makes it no. worse. Well, now I can't see it. <laughs> No, I can't not see it. You can't. Mm -mm. Nope, and he's got like there. a really cool like hat on top of his head, like a fez. Like that's what the top part that where a face should be, but isn't. Yeah. And it's a whole it's a whole it's very awkward monsters at that point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I love so its movement is by burrowing. So I love the fact that because so it's yeah, like you said it's 15 to 21 feet tall. So you could surmise that its head is probably like at least two feet tall. Yeah. And its head looks like it could be, like it could be disguised as a rock. Uh-huh. And so Very it just neat. pops up out of nowhere mm -hmm. with this, with its nipple eyes and its mouth belly and its giant hammer oh, and yes, it's the ready to kill. Uh, and I knew nothing of this until just now. I just kind of pulled it up while we were sitting here. Uh, I really like that hammer is made of a magma alloy harder than oh. most rocks. Like that's just interesting and neat. Yeah. The whole thing is just super cool. Um, also when it dies, it just turns into this massive petrified statue of itself, just a lifeless stone statue. So you could be walking through somewhere where these things frequent and there just be these rows of statues of these things. And having no clue what the hell they are. I don't I don't like it at all. I love it. You're definitely fuck. my players are definitely going to face one of these eventually. Good. See, that's what I'm here for. Trying to horrify is, the masses. Horrify you know, and astound. What's the challenge rating on that? Oh goodness, what is his? Um I don't know. I closed out of the page really fast. Don't even worry about it. I will look it up. <laughs> uh, 10. So not bad. Oh. oh, hey, perfect. Yeah. See, I didn't go for the immediate it's going to kill you in one shot. I'd rather them have to struggle through combat and get to play the monster as the monster would behave. Like yeah. that is one of my favorite parts of DMing is getting to figure out their behaviors and how they're going to interact with everything. And that, and that challenge rating for a party of four or five, that's like that sweet zone where that sweet spot where it's like, you know, they, if they're, they're new to the game, by mm -hmm. this point, they've sort of figured out like how to play their characters and what to do. And 
So I like that. I like mm -hmm. that a lot. It's a real solid foundation. Then I had two more. One I'll touch on briefly because I want to, he's going to have to have his own, his own discussion because I love this thing. Um, but I will start with the other one first to be the death tyrant. Oh, yes. Almost a beholder. Almost a beholder. Nearly. Um, it's just what happens after they die. It's a zombie, be a zombie holder, zombie holder. And he's just, he's fantastic. Their actions are. These, these puns are getting out of control. They, it's going to keep happening. <laughs> I'm not apologetic. Nor should you be. You live your truth, Mary. <laughs> that truth is really weird. Um, but yeah, no, I have one of these planned. If anybody listening happens to be in either of my D and D campaigns, just like unplug, like give me 10 seconds. Uh, <laughs> he is absolutely going to be thrown at at least one of my groups of players, if not more than one of them. I have some folks that are stuck in Barovia currently and being tortured emotionally um, by Strahd, who for some reason changes voices every time I am Strahd. So, you know, that's always fun. But I, yeah, I just love these guys. They've got the like negative energy which is super weird but i yeah everything about them they've got fear ray paralyzing ray they can charm you like he's just beautiful and it's a giant floating skull like i mean it's one of those stuff. things it's like hey like you know the a beholder is like the worst thing i can think of okay mm -hmm. how about a zombie beholder how about this one's only got some of its flesh still clinging to it like <sighs> And like the mini, I have a miniature of a couple of miniatures of these and the way that they have it set up where the orbs just float around it. I really enjoyed that from a death tyrant. So their eyes are just like these floating orbs around this mm -hmm. empty skull. Just ah, ah, it's yeah, brilliant. See, this one I would have to say would be my aesthetic. Like he's, that's the reason I chose him was the aesthetic. And then the, uh, the last guy that I got, I almost can't talk about because his name is unspeakable. Um, he is an unspeakable horror. And they are a huge monstrosity. It is um, made from mists. I Excuse me. <clears throat> anyway, so formed by the mists, it takes one of four forms. So it can be multiple different things. Whichever one of these forms you choose, that's which stat block like that determines the traits in the stat block so you can he's a he's multi-purpose very functional you know function over aesthetic and this thing i don't know how to explain what this looks like I'm other gonna say, than when you say function over aesthetic when aesthetically this thing is horrifying absolutely bonkers <laughs> it is it it's like someone took every horror monster trope combined them into one thing and then gave it really long fingernails on one hand like it's it looks like um tentacles and spines and eyeballs and hooks and claws like a demon and a house plant and a cat uh-huh uh -huh. and 
I don't know, something else, uh, something with a bunch of yellow eyes. <laughs> I just mm-hmm, had a baby. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. That's, that's so, di- so it. disgusting that I want to talk more about it. And we will yes. next month during our spoopy month. Yes. Because he needs his own special treatment because he's so beautifully disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I that's where I stand. I think. So as far as Excellent. things I've actually DM'd, um, being a tree ant was more fun than any of the other monsters I've been so far. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a voice for your tree ant? Oh no, I was only playing against. Uh, okay, I was, I was fighting myself, and I don't. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna need context now. So I uh, have. Yes. I like to DM using an NPC that is a playable character somewhat. So she is a party member. She got separated from them because she was doing something. They went to find her. So I had to, they walked in on a situation that she was in the middle of, a fight she was in the middle of. For those purposes, I also roll the entire fight. So I could have completely murdered my person, which it was, she had 10 hit points left. So (laughs) she was real close. But doing the actions of that towards myself was a lot of fun just because of the nature of it, I guess, and the situation I'd put her into. But no, I don't talk to myself when I DM myself. Goodness, I'm not that. You're not that what? That crazy. Not that far down the rabbit hole. Shots fired then because I absolutely do. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I was just saying I talk to myself all the time. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. That's no, fine. It's fine. I mean, just I feel like whenever I do it uh, in a D and D game, it's socially acceptable. That is. I agree. I agree with you. That is true. Well, that being said, we are going to take a quick little break, go to the middle of the show to do all the middle of the show things, and when we come back, we'll have coffee's list and my own list. Welcome to the middle of the show where we thank the patrons. Thank you to our patrons. Your support means so much to us. It's absolutely phenomenal. (laughs) Well, this week, um, because it is our patron roundtable, we want to thank uh, those wizard patrons that that have a standing invitation to it. We want to thank uh, Darkwing and Bjorn Ironside, as well as Coffee and Tex Mm -hmm. Tinstar. Thank you so much for supporting the show and to everyone else that is signed up for the Patreon. Thank you so much. If you are interested in being one of the fine folk of the Patreon, you can sign up at patreon.com slash Lorecast. We have tiers ranging from five to $75 each with their own perks mm-hmm. and bennies and all, all sorts of fun stuff like early ad free episodes or bonus content, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, that sort of stuff. Uh, you can yep. have Mary or myself join uh, join your campaign for one session, mm-hmm. or we can run a one shot for you and your friends. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and it helps the show grow. Yes, you know all the money that we use gets funneled back into the show to make mm-hmm. it bigger and better, and uh, you know just a better experience for for the community that yep. that we're building. And, uh, I will bring all of my terrible accents. Every single one of them. There and are of, so many. Of which there are many. <laughs> 
And of course, if you uh, if you still want to support the show, but you're unable to sign up on the Patreon, you can still do so by you know, telling a friend, you know, old school word of mouth or yes. uh, leaving reviews on Spotify or Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, interacting with us on social media, whether it be Twitter at D&D Lorecast or through the Robots Radio Network Discord. Yes. Uh, emailing us at dndlorecast at gmail.com to ask questions, to give feedback, to give insight, uh, corrections. We're, we're not above uh, oh. admitting when we're wrong. Oh, yeah. Please tell me if I'm wrong at any point. I do not want to carry on being wrong with that level of confidence. I need to be corrected. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And uh, so let's move on to the latest and greatest news for D&D. Again, I got to, you know, like ever since this sort of transition to D&D Beyond, you know, it it seems like every couple of days or so they have a new article to Mm -hmm. help you in your in your campaign or in your um, character creation. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're talking a lot about dragons in this episode and they released a uh, an article called Dragon Dragon Tactics: Follow These Tips for Truly Legendary Dragon Encounters. So, you know, um, as a DM, you know, ways to make that dragon encounter all the more epic, all the more memorable. Yes, yes. that immersion is so 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 important. Like for me personally, I'm real heavy into the role play aspects and that the immersion aspects of it, and so. Um, getting to see how these creatures are intended to behave adds to that it adds to the flavor text of the game and it's just exceptionally helpful i have this one bookmarked for later and then leading from the dragon encounter to how to handle character death in dungeons and dragons (laughs) (laughs) which which happens it does happen it does i feel like and this was released two days ago and i feel this might have been a um a response to what was going on now that we've murdered them with dragons let's tell them (laughs) how to deal with that in a healthy way i was gonna say i think it's almost a response to what happened in critical role oh we we had some uh some potential some potential character death yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it goes into um, like sort of, you know, how to, you know, not like plan for it, but how to like plan around it, how to like use, how can using the death to drive the narrative forward and facilitate great role play. Right. But so again, like D and D Beyond is coming a is becoming a really fun, a source of material to like, uh-huh. sort of inform both the, yes. the the player side and the DM side. Right. And then as far as like news goes, uh, I just found this out, but this was, um, this was announced earlier this week, but the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon classic action figures are being released by Hasbro. They, all the, all the characters from the 1980s D&D cartoon are getting re-released so the first wave includes um, Hank the Ranger. I lost my one. There you go. Diana the Acrobat and Bobby the Barbarian. And Bobby comes with uh, Uni, the Unicorn. 
Uh, and there's also a Avenger and uh, Dungeon Master 2 pack. That is amazing. And so, I mean, like they're, I mean, they're like sort of like collectible action figures, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, as, as an adult, I'm not going to be playing with them. They're just going to like, you know, stand on my, or sit on my, uh, on my bookshelf. On your, your shelf where you've got all of them trapped. Exactly. But I mean, it's just very cool. Like, I mean, I love the fact they that are. they're, they're coming back out again. Like, you know, this is all the things that we wish that we had as kids are finally yeah. coming true, <laughs> I guess is the, and is I'm the old easy enough way to, to put pick it. to acquire them. So I think it's perfect. I uh, I saw a tweet this uh, week mm-hmm. that said your 30s are for, you know, shedding all the conformity that you took up as a teenager and in your 20s. That is so true. And then someone replied to that is like, and then turning 40, you, you're a basically like a feral. And then, be, and then so like shedding all that conformity and becoming like the, the weirdo kid that you were, like mm-hmm. you know, the weirdo that you were as a little kid. And then someone replied like, and then once you hit 40, you're basically like a feral version, a feral version of that kid, (laughs) except you can, you can drive and you have money. Oh no, I am just, I agree. I hit 30 and things have just gotten better and better and better and better and better every single year since then. There's nowhere to go, but up. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to disagree when you're, you're able to just finally just be yourself and love the things that you love. And, Mm -hmm. you know, surround yourself with people that also love the same things and not having to worry about, you know, seeming cool or, you know, all that stuff. Right. All of those societal constructs disappear because you get to pick like-minded people like my co-host here. Like me, another fellow weirdo. You're a nerd. Another fellow weirdo nerd. Yes. Well, links to all that stuff will be in the show notes. Yes. Uh, thank you again for listening and we'll mm-hmm. let's go back to talking some monsters yes let's get back to it i need to know what you picked <laughs> welcome back we are talking we are ranking our favorite monsters our least favorite monsters, the monsters that we think are absolutely disgusting, which makes them love us, which makes us love them all the more. They're beautifully disgusting. It's true. We're talking monsters that we hate fighting against, monsters that we love fighting against, monsters that as a DM, we love throwing at our players because we love to see the horrified looks on their faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, monsters that we just think look awesome, monsters that we wish we could fight. Uh, and now we're up to coffee. Coffee, what do you got for us? I have a false hydra. That is, that's a good one. What do you? Well, what? Why? Why bring it up? Why? Why does it pique coffee's interest? Yeah. You really, as a player, you don't realize it's there. Mm-hmm. Because like, it's song. And so, you know, so it's singing its song. And then have you, have you, have you played one of the, have you played against one of these? Have you fought one of these as a player? No, I've never even seen one of these. Oh, it's, it's, just, it's, it's a I, ju- I just looked at, I just looked this up. I'm looking at it now. This thing is 
Yeah, it's uh, a it's a homebrew. It is a one. homebrew. Yeah, it is a homebrew character. Uh, it's monster. a it's a homebrew that is like it should definitely be official in my opinion. It's that cool. Yeah. 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 This is. Yeah, never heard of it until just now. I'm I'm trying to. Imagine quickly this massive ca- thing slowly making you lose your mind by its beautiful harmonies that it's singing. Like it's having an acapella moment all by itself, and then you lose your mind to it. Very Cthulhu-esque. Mm-hmm. And it has an ability to to make others forget about it. So you like if you happen to survive or you know an encounter with one. It can make you forget that you ever experienced it. Yep. It's. I, a, I mean, I'm sold. I'm sold. No, yeah, it's very cool. It's. I mean, just the, the, like you said, like the psychological aspect of it is so cool. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of those that, like, I, like I say, like, it's homebrew, but I feel it should be, it should be canon. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I it agree. was created by. Uh, someone named Goblin Punch for their blog. Uh, it says, False Hydra, common wisdom holds that the False Hydra come from the ground. They spontaneously originated originate as undifferentiated masses of flesh, potatoes that sprout from no seed. Supposedly, they germinate in response to Ew. lies and that each falsehood causes a False Hydra to swell flesh bigger. <laughs> it's a flesh potato. I'm dying. I'm sorry the mental image is gross i love it thank you for that (laughs) so the false hydra enters a town through a humble enough method fattened on worms it has been growing upwards these last few days or weeks or years but it has now broken through the soil it emerges in a basement from behind the jars of fruit preserves or pushes its face up through broken cobblestone and then it begins to sing while it sings it is ignored it just creates gaps in your attention and then slips through them. It is subtler than invisibility and more reliable. At this point, the false hydra is only a torso, presumably about the man size, same size as a man's, buried somewhere in the ground. The neck grows up, up until the head emerges from the ground. The head is only the size of a man's head at this point. It resembles a man's head too, but white, hairless, and with thick deformities of the brow and lips. The eyes are wet holes, which already yes. I love this thing. Did, did they just explain ADHD? <laughs> it's, it's ADHD personified. It really is. I'm like, oh, great. I've probably got one of these here. That's what the problem is. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, um... Yeah, it says while it sings, the Hydra exists in our blind spot. So it's it's one of those things like your hyper fixation. Like, you know, yeah. whatever, no, no. whatever you're hyper fixated on, everything else exists in your blind spot. You don't see My it. My hyper fixation is D&D races and monsters. Yes. <laughs> it says the Hydra eats people, of course, to eat someone. It must usually stop singing, which endangers the Hydra uh, since it can now be noticed. To make this task easier, the Hydra usually drags the unfortunate victim a short distance underground into a basement, sewer, or small chamber that it has excavated and devours them there. That checks out. So if it's seen and it can cause you to forget it, 
what if you catch one eating somebody or taking somebody, then would you rule that that person would then be forgotten from memory too? Like they never existed. And you've got like all this stuff in your house. You don't know who the hell that stuff belongs to, but it's because you don't remember that you used to have someone else living with you. And one of these flesh potatoes ate it. Well, it goes on. The man, uh, the family friends will notice the whoever, you know, the absence of the person that it has been eating. But the song of the Hydra massages their mind, smoothing the wrinkles of their brain. The Hydra has eaten the man who is now known to the Hydra. The song erases the memories from their soft heads. They will not notice his absence nor remember him. Well, I don't want to think about it petting my brain either, but okay. (laughs) Wow. Oh, so, well, so I mean, this thing has like, I mean, this thing has like tier three or tier four level character, like one shot potential, like absolutely like this could be, this needs to be a October spooky one shot with the false Hydra. I, I was so actually many just... spooky one shots planned. Oh my God. I was like, just thinking that my poor bard doesn't know it yet, but in the Barovia part of the adventure, he's probably kind of have a run in. Didn't even know these existed. He's going to thank you guys. He's going to thank you. <laughs> like, where did you get this idea? Like, oh, coffee. Oh, I, oh, I dude, I'm going to throw coffee. you. I'm going to throw you all. I'm going to throw coffee right under the bus. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can prove. I prove I didn't know what this was. There is documentation. I it's had recorded. heard. I had heard of them and knew, like, I knew about like basics, like the song and that it eats people, but I didn't know, like, all the different like characteristics or skills or abilities of the false hydra, and it is gnarly. I love it. it. Pretty gross. I appreciate you bringing that one up. Thank you. Shout out to Goblin Punch for creating it and Coffee for bringing it to our attention. Yeah, thanks, man. That's great. Yeah, for sure. Yep. That's a hell of a name too. The false Hydra. Goblin Punch. Oh, Goblin Punch. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Both of them. Both of them are great. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> um, we had uh, another one of our patrons, Tex, who was unable to join us. But yes. uh, when we asked him if he had any any monsters in particular that he liked or disliked, mm-hmm. he said, I know I like mimics and dragons, though. Which, I do. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine liking a mimic as a player i can imagine liking it as a dm because then you could yeah. see your, your player squirm or even as like from an as from an aesthetic perp uh <laughs> you know focus because they're just yeah. cool i mean it's like a it's a, it's a trunk with like teeth and a giant tongue right uh but i am forever forever shook from my first mimic encounter before like you know one of the very first times i played D not knowing what a mimic was and uh-huh. going into a room and there, Oh, there's a trunk in there. Do you like, okay. Do you want to try to open it? Yeah, sure. Uh, it doesn't appear locked. The DM says like trying to mm-hmm. hold back mm-hmm. all of his glee, his murderous glee. And That's why I don't DM on camera. And then, uh, and then, yeah. And then, and then it's a mimic. So I like everything now is, a, is, has a mimic potential. Yes. That's, that's, the best feeling ever that level of fear creating it because there have been multiple times it's okay you're gonna so you touch the thing am i stuck to it mm. i didn't say that the absolute but i worst. love that you're scared of that 
and then it came in as number two for my aesthetic i just felt it was so we all know mimic we all know him and unfortunately we all meta against them because we're like it's a chest i'm not touching it i'm not touching it i poke it with my quarter staff (laughs) throw the gnome at it throw a gnome at it she'll take care of it she wouldn't care (laughs) and i definitely i need to pick one up uh but if you look up on etsy there are tons of like mimic uh like dice holders like dice trays (gasps) yes like and some of them you know, some of them are pricey. Like I'm looking at mm-hmm. one right now that's almost uh, $120, but it <gasps> looks one of fantastic. One of the journal designs I'm working on is a mimic journal because I, just... I love them. It's going to be disgusting and amazing at the same time. <laughs> and then Tex brought up uh, dragons, which again has to be from either an aesthetic point of view or mm-hmm. like liking to run them because I just had a run in with a dragon in one of my campaigns and they suck to fight. I have an NPC named NPC that's a silver dragon. Her initials are NPC and I, I created I, an entire D&D campaign to make that joke. I can't. I can't deal with you sometimes. I can't even with you sometimes, Mary. <laughs> that that seems like a perfectly logical reason to start a campaign. I don't know what you're talking about. I Do mean, you? I've yeah, I've I've done more from less. Per fair. <laughs> it gets fair. better. Oh, it gets it better. Better. Go on. Her name is not Alestria Pendragon Chrome. So she's not a dragon and she is silver. Like, it's a whole, I went way too many layers deep, but I still love her. <laughs> and so your players that um, that are in this campaign, uh-huh, uh-huh. Did, it, did it go over their heads or did they get it? It. Because it that. Did not. Did it land as well as you would hope? It did. It did land as well as I hoped. So I had it alternating. Like I was rolling to see when they would show up and she would not be in like humanoid form. And I was like, okay, there's no way that I'm going to roll between, it was like between some obscure set of numbers, like 76 and 83 or some weird number like that. First time, first time showed up and she's doing like having a massive battle in the sky above them. First time they showed back up. She's a dragon. I was like, well, it was months of planning, but okay, it's worth it. Still worth it. They're like, really, Mary? Not a dragon? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the reason, and it, they're, they're, the reason I hate fighting dragons as a player is the same reason why I love, you know, playing them as a DM. And it's because, and it, this applies to any creature that has these, it's legendary resistance. And mm-hmm. it's legendary actions. Mm-hmm. It's, and I just, anytime, especially the legendary resistance, it's like you, you roll an attack that requires a saving throw and they fail. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to choose to succeed instead. And it's, it's like, an oh, you just want to, you just want to, <laughs> exactly. It's an Uno reverse and you just want to shake your fist at them. And then the legendary actions that they just, you know, they can just take. Just whenever. Yeah, whenever they feel like it. 
just whenever i mean well, it's got to be at the end of someone else's turn but i mean they they and they have that three happens. of them that happens every six seconds and then yeah exactly they have and they can essentially have like three extra turns per round it's ridiculous i, I love them i fizz bands is one of my favorite books because i was really excited when they expanded uh when uh, wizards expanded on the different types of dragons and dragon lore but i just they're always going to be kind of a special place i guess so i just i didn't go with it but i do love 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 all of them well, like i said this this is very this is very recent so it's it's very much on my heart i like mm -hmm. freaking dragons i can't stand you but then again i also picked Asarak. Uh, an arch lich not my favorite you know ah. I, I don't love uh, Asarak as much as Darkwing loves Astam but yeah uh, who wins that fight come on now who wins that fight I mean never I mind I'm sorry go on I was gonna say hard to say that Zastam doesn't pull that one out mm. but I was able to play Asarak in uh in a oh, small adventure cool. against players and they absolutely hated him uh then oh, you did your job correctly yes <laughs> And what was great is the battle itself took two different sessions, Jeez. you know, because the, 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 the first half of the first session, they were like dealing with his minions. And then the second half, they actually sort of like, you know, dealt with him and I got to end it. I got to end that session lead into the second one with him casting wish. And so they had no idea oh my God, man. what he was wishing for. It was fantastic. Evil genius. <laughs> Uh, I would have been so mad. I'd have been up out of my chair. Like, what do you mean? That's where we end tonight. <laughs> no, it is not. No, you no, get no, back no, no. here. Sit get down. back here. And so um I had I had the players roll Arcana checks, and two of them succeeded, and or two of them passed the DC. And uh so I I whispered to them, like, you can tell that he's casting wish. And so they, they, you know, tell the other party members and then like out of like, you know, table talk, one of them like, wasn't like, you know, is, doesn't have as much uh, familiarity with the game, you know, wondered like, hey, well, what is that? And the other, and another one who does like, it's pretty much the most powerful wish in the game or powerful spell in the game. So we might all be dead at the beginning of the next session, <laughs> but instead he just, um, he just uh, wished back for his HP. Oh, that, you're very kind. You really are. You're very kind. I would be happy to uh, DM pitting some of these top monsters and choices against each other as like a brawl type situation. I think I just want you to know that when you said wish of uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> I was like, well, well, I, I mean, you guys it, are. Like and it also you know it the 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 way I feel the way you should DM depends on the table and some people yes. feel that you should DM how you DM and that the people should accommodate you know you're the one you know more yeah, or less I, running the game but at the I same DM time by matching my players' energy yeah and so like you know this is my my personal group of friends and they're goofy and they want to like you know they're the kind of people that will uh you know kidnap a halfling and um and then 
you know, not not know his real name, not remember his real name for like, you know, four sessions. And so, you know, so yeah, so there's they're very much murder hobo energy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whereas if I'm, you know, if I'm DMing in a group and they like, you know, they 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 want to have that sort of like high fantasy, almost like Game of Thrones sort of like feel for it. Oh yeah, like he's definitely not pulling any punches and and power word killing a couple of folks, you know. Power word kill. I don't particularly (laughs) care for that spell. Sorry, just you know, shell shocked for half a second. Went right back in time. I'm like, well, oh gosh, I'm dead. Power. It's it's one of those. (laughs) One of either love it or you hate it. And it's, I feel, and we're digressing from the monster talk, but I feel <laughs> we are sorry, sorry. That power word kill is one of those, like, I'm going to cast this in order to escape sort of yeah. spell in order to do like, I'll get you Last next time. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, so you, you down immediately one of them. And so they're more worried about, you know, trying to make sure like their friend isn't dead than they are trying to, you know, you know take you down and with that mary just messaged me like we should do spell rankings <laughs> i was trying to be slick i was like i'm not gonna interrupt him while mary I'm hell yeah him. that was the idea i just had <laughs> yes well then yeah, there you go i'm in and then i've got Absolutely. and then so I, I included those because you know because of the legendary actions legendary resistance and you know i've recently had experience playing against one and hated it and playing playing one and loving it and then of course i've got the terrorist you know super basic but i mean it's like a it's like a giant like you said it's it's what what'd you call it Darkwing? a natural disaster on two feet on two feet on two feet yeah, yeah. natural disaster on two feet the terrasque is a natural disaster on two feet if you don't believe me think about just just godzilla just godzilla it and then just make it worse yeah and you yeah. got the terrasque and it too has its legendary actions, its legendary resistance, uh, which you know make it make me love hate it. Uh, and then for I, I picked a list based on aesthetics, just like these are these just look cool, and mm-hmm. and you know and also love playing with them and against them. But the demi lich, which is a like much like the death tyrant, just like a a, a floating but much smaller, just a floating skull with diamonds or with jewels gems in its eyes. And then the, the drider, like oh, half, the driders. half drow, half spider, all, yeah. all angry, all, all angry, all furious. That's, yeah, they are. They are fantastic. I evil mean, creatures. Oh, everything love them. about the like, but the drow look and feel and culture and law all everything about that just like scratches some sort of itch inside of me maybe it's it like maybe it's like the black metal fan in me like i just yeah. feel like yeah like yes drow like would i be listening to like scandinavian black metal <laughs> oh by far i, oh, I can I absolutely it. see that and then my final one is the demon lord baphomet which is like a like the most evil looking minotaur that you have He's ever seen. Beautiful. I mean, he like a minotaur with like evil looking antlers and this mm-hmm. like like sort of like giant cleaver 
and what looks to be like a barbed tail. I mean, and, and on top of that is the ruler of a layer of the abyss known as the endless maze. So like the whole like real life, you know, lore of the Minotaur like plays into it as yep. well. And we're, we'll definitely be talking about uh, the Baphomet or Baphomet some more during October when we oh, when yes. we touch on all things spooky. I did. I left out my boy, my uh, Nine Hells boy for that reason, because I'm excited to get to talk about, uh, about him later. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, coffee, Darkwing, uh, before we go, is there anything you want to uh, end off on? You know, I, I think we covered everything pretty well. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks uh, for being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was an interesting episode. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, yeah. listener, for letting us be a part of your day or evening. Mm-hmm. My name is Sergio. And I'm Mary. Fare thee well, dear listener, and until we meet again, may all your 20s be natural. I rolled a one. Thanks for listening to the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with a friend, following us on Twitter at DNDLorecast, or jumping on the Robots Radio Discord to chat more with us about Dungeons & Dragons. We'll talk to you next time. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.